0: Welcome to Agenda Breakdown, a podcast that explores how cities and counties make decisions and how you can have a say. I'm Kim Bischoff, and today we're going to talk about how you can help San Luis Obispo set its budget priorities for the next two years. Every other January, the city of San Luis Obispo hosts my very favorite public meeting. It's a community forum where we all get to tell our city council members how we want them to spend the city's money. The first time I went to this meeting was about 15 years ago, and a bunch of local kids, mostly middle schoolers, I think, walked up to the podium and they gave these passionate speeches about the need for a public skate park. They were so convincing that a lot of other community members who were there, including myself, ended up supporting their cause as well as our own. And the result was that the city did prioritize the skate park in its next cycle, and that is why we have it today. And this was the first time I really understood the power that individual citizens can have to shape policy in a way that's more specific than voting in an election. So that meeting is coming up soon, and I asked Whitney Santizi the Public Communications Manager for the City of SLO, to help us understand how the community forum works and what to expect when we get there. Welcome, Whitney. Thank you. Let's start with the two-year budget cycle. Why set budget priorities in two-year increments? Why not just make spending decisions on the fly?
1: Well, the city creates a two-year financial plan so that we can have the biggest impact on city goals. The budget process is an annual process, but the city's financial plan is really a plan to develop work programs that are then linked to city priorities and community goals.
0: When you say a work program, what does that mean?
1: That means anything from a city service or you know a new city program, um it could be anything from a project, an infrastructure project, or it could be a special class through parks and rec. So it's a wide variety of things and we try to match up the work that we're doing with the community goals.
0: And what were the budget priorities, those big community goals for the last two year spending cycle? For the
1: 2021-2023 financial plan. The city identified several goals organized into four different categories. So we have climate action, open space, sustainable transportation as one, diversity, equity, and inclusion as another, economic recovery, resiliency, and fiscal sustainability as the third, and housing and homelessness as the final. Um, And that's in alphabetical order. Are there always four? No. it, It really just depends on what the community needs are, community priorities are, what's being recommended by the city's advisory bodies. Um, We take a lot of that into account as long as, you know, it falls within a specific category. We try not to create too many goals just because it's hard to to manage and achieve, say if we had, you know, 10 or 15 goals, that might be more difficult to achieve over a two-year period than if you broke it down into three or four.
0: Can you give me any examples of some recent spending decisions that were guided by those priorities? So an example of a recent spending
1: decision through the last budget cycle was our DEI grants, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion grants. The city awarded $300,000 to 21 local nonprofit programs that seek to narrow equity gaps in slow. So this includes after-school programs. This includes college prep programs. This includes Spanish-speaking mental health services and more. This was a direct result of the city identifying diversity, equity, and inclusion as a major city goal. And the funding allocation is part of a wide variety of strategies for the city to make San Luis Obispo a more welcoming, inclusive, equitable, and safe place for everyone. I have another good example of how the goals kind of translate to reality. We invested $15.4 million last fiscal year and $15 million this fiscal year into work that will help us achieve our climate action and open space and sustainable transportation goals. This includes planting more trees, replacing aging city vehicles with electric vehicles, adding EV charging stations in public places, building out an active transportation infrastructure um, that's consistent with our active transportation plan, assessing our community's vulnerabilities to climate change and really planning for that for the future, Um, creating an approach to build collective capacity to adapt and thrive under
0: those uh, vulnerabilities. That's great. It's nice to be able to draw a direct line between this process and tangible results. The example you gave of the DEI grants, so is that something that came from the community or is it something that the city staff came up with as a result of this being a priority? The DEI
1: grants were really a collaborative kind of idea that came from not only city staff working with the community but also the city's a diversity equity and inclusion task force that was created to create recommendations on ways the city could better make San Luis Obispo a more welcoming place
0: it's great to see a concrete example like grants that were given by the city um, some of the major goals are a lot harder to solve like you're not going to solve homelessness in a two-year budget cycle what is a more realistic expectation like when people decide to prioritize something So we'll use homelessness as an example.
1: Some of the strategies that we included under that goal included creating a new position for the city which is a homeless response manager. That particular position is responsible for making sure that all city departments are coordinated um, and that we are approaching homelessness and dealing with homelessness in a compassionate and, and coordinated way. That position is also responsible for creating our homelessness strategic plan, and that will be going to city council sometime in the spring. So those specific things are a direct result of that goal being identified, not only by the community through our community priorities survey and our community
0: forum, but
1: also by city council.
0: And how does the city collect input? to determine the goals that are going to happen, not just the community forum but otherwise.
1: Our financial planning process spans from usually November to June, the year before the financial plan takes effect. So we have our 2023-25 financial plan coming up. So this year, we started in November of 2022 with a community priorities survey. And that really is an opportunity for the community to tell us what their priorities are. That's really our starting point. And uh, we kept that survey open for about a month and received 1300 responses and we got everything that you can imagine under the sun in terms of priorities so What we're doing now is we're taking a look at that survey data, the survey results, and we're also looking at our city advisory bodies. They also recommended priorities. And then we also are working with community groups who recommend priorities. And we're kind of compiling all of that. And we'll bring that to our community forum. And that's an opportunity for community members to learn about the suggested priorities based on all of this input that we're getting. And then Tell us their ideas. We have a lot of smart, innovative community members who really care about these priorities, and they have great ideas. And so we just, we want to hear from them.
0: I was taking a look at the survey results, and uh, it's really interesting. You know, Most people who responded said they want to change the city goals for the next cycle. They want them to be different than they were in the last cycle. Is that typical? You know, that was really interesting.
1: We've never asked that question. Uh, This is the first time we've included that question in the survey. What we found, though, is that when we listed out suggested goals based on what we've been hearing – a lot of them still relate to the current major city goals. So even if people said, no, we're seeing a lot of those major city goals that we have already identified rise to the top of community priorities list. So, so we're also taking a look at the open-ended questions where it's not as quantitative. And so that I think is a, a little bit more interesting looking at some of the comments and trying to compile the data so that it makes sense and we can develop suggested priorities.
0: Yeah, I was noticing that homelessness, again, was number one by far. I think it was 60-something percent. Mm -hmm. And not too far behind that was infrastructure maintenance, so roads and parks and open space. And I found that a little surprising too, just because I feel like we've made so much progress in both of, well, in all three of those spaces recently. I mean, it really, to me,
1: demonstrates that we are headed in the right direction as a city, because when I see that, it sounds like the community just wants more of what we're doing. And I think that there's a I think we got over 500 comments on that. And so those are really fascinating and really interesting to look at. And that's the kind of other, you know, here are all the goals we've outlined. Here are our past goals, our past programs that we've focused on, past priorities. But what else should we be considering? And those 500 comments have been really fascinating to read.
0: So the next big public input opportunity is the community forum. How does it work? How is it going to be structured? What can we expect
1: First, I want to just say the community forum is going to be taking place at the Ludwig Community Center on January 26th from 6 to 9 p.m. To prepare, city staff has been compiling recommendation from council advisory bodies, community groups, and our online community priorities survey that closed in December. We are developing suggested goals and suggested work that is associated with those goals, basically a task list that will help us reach those goals. But the community forum will be an in-person, collaborative, and interactive event. Um, It's really meant to not only inform community members about what the potential goals could be, but also get their ideas on how to achieve those goals. So that's what we're looking for. We're looking for people with ideas.
0: And in the past, a staff member has written down those ideas in individual piece of paper, and people who were there were given stickers, you know, dots, and they could place their dots on the piece of paper with the ideas that they wanted to support. Uh, It was commonly known as the dotocracy. And and (laughs) (laughs) that's part of the joy of the meeting. I understand there will be no dots this year. Well, (laughs) we're thinking of it as DOTS 2.0. So (laughs) it's
1: essentially the same type of process, except we are going to be using technology to help us make sure that we can better uh, collect the data. You know, the DOTS are really, really fun. It just takes a lot of staff time at the back end to compile all of that. And we have so much technology at our fingertips that allow us to do the same exact thing, but with someone's cell phone or an iPad. And so... The community forum will actually have several information stations. We're not quite sure how many yet, we're still kind of figuring that out, but it'll have several information stations that community members can visit. Each station will have a subject matter expert where they will be discussing the suggested priorities and uh, will have a screen that lists the suggested priorities. And then that expert is there to listen to the community members. So. We want any and all ideas. This is really an opportunity for you to tell us what you think we should be doing. Then we'll do an activity kind of like the DOT activity, except we're calling it, you know, DOTS 2.0. Each station, community members can use their cell phone to rank the tasks or the work associated with the different suggested priorities, or they can add their own ideas. And so they'll be able to see the changes and other community input from everybody who's there in real time. And we're hoping that it's going to be really exciting and it's very interactive. And for those who don't have cell phones, they can also participate at each station and a staff member will help
0: them out. Will there be a remote option too? Will this be live streamed? This will not be live streamed.
1: We will be recording it, so I believe it will be posted on the city's YouTube channel following the event. But for anybody who can't attend in person, we do have an email address. So if you have great ideas, please send those to us if you can't attend the community forum on January 26th. That email address is communityforum at slowcity.org.
0: Where can people go to learn more about the whole process? Well, the community
1: can find more information at slowcity.org forward slash budget. That's Mm -hmm. where we have the previous financial plan as well as a link to the city's financial planning process that really outlines what are we doing in November, what are we doing in January, what are we doing in February, and provides an opportunity for people to really see what those public input opportunities are.
0: Well, thank you so much, Whitney. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Now it's time for today's action item. The community forum will take place at the Ludwig Community Center on January 26th from 6 to 9 p.m. Before you go, take a look at the results of the online survey that closed last month. There were 1,300 responses to that survey and seeing what other people prioritized may help guide your own thoughts about your priorities. I'll post that link in the show notes, but you can also go there directly at slowcity.org opencityhall. Today's episode was produced by Samantha Reardon with music by Wes Bishop. If you liked the show, you can go to agendabreakdown.com to listen to past episodes and follow us on social media. You can also find us and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kim Bishop. Thanks for listening to Agenda Breakdown.